standard issue for all women. Hi, Hannah here. Welcome to Sunday Chops. This week we're talking to the brilliant American comedian Taylor Glenn about the anniversary of the election of Donald Trump. Yeah, I, I mean, we're obviously not celebrating it, as you'd well imagine, but we are having an interesting conversation about all the things you're probably not supposed to talk about, like religion and guns. And just the absolute horror of it all, really. And the few highlights that they were, which was mostly Melissa McCarthy. We've got a whole season of these. I spoke to another American comedian, Caitlin Brodnick, about her double mastectomy and her book, Dangerous Boobies. Jen has spoken to loads of great people from the world of sport, including Judy Murray and Claire Balding. Uh, Mick's spoken to the author, Rael. She's There's an interview up there with... Our Sarah Millican. Um, yes, there's loads of stuff to get listening to when you do whatever it is that you do on a Sunday. I'm going to see my mum. Anyway, whatever you're doing, enjoy your Sunday. Enjoy your chops. Until next week. Hi, we're here with comedian and bona fide American Taylor Glenn. Hello there. To talk about the anniversary of the election of Donald Trump. <sighs> so, tell me, Taylor, normally something terrible happens, you know, like Trump might be elected... People say, oh, this is going to be the worst thing that ever happens. And then after a few months, they forget about it and they just get mm-hmm. on with life. Are you over it yet? Has the last year been no. worse? Thank you for inviting me to celebrate the anniversary. But <laughs> it's a little bit like celebrating the anniversary of my first bout of diarrhea. <laughs> no, it hasn't gotten better. But it's it's this feels like a good trauma counseling session because I've definitely blocked out chunks of time. I can't I can't remember the whole chunk from him being elected and being inaugurated. I just went to sleep. And woke up for the Women's March. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What's it like watching it from abroad? Mm. That's a good question because when I when I go back to the States, it's very weird it's very weird to actually touch down and be like, So is it is it really happening? It's not a fever dream. Because there really is a dissociation from watching it from over here. And there's kind of a relief, except thanks, Brexit. (laughs) Things are not all golden. Yeah, it's surreal. It's very surreal. There are still moments when I look at his face and I'll look at commentary and I'll just watch him speak and I'm like, nah, nah. I have managed to achieve a year without actually calling him President Trump, which I've now actually said, yeah. But you said it so reluctantly it doesn't count. Yeah, generally I just call him Trump or sometimes for the sake of breaking up a sentence, the president, or sometimes 45. It's, it's I think my favourite description of Trump that you've used, my favourite tag that you've used, is fairly recent, and you refer to him as a marauding gibbon, and it made me very happy. I feel that's a bit of a slur on gibbons, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, uh, is anyone surprised that he's actually made it through the first year? Yeah. Well, we have till January. We do, because obviously they have the three-month the three month handover. Cooling period. off period. Yeah. In yeah. which everyone goes, fuck! <laughs> it gave us time to buy all of our drugs and booze. Yeah, so get yeah if that it. was insurance, you'd be able to back out of it yeah. now, wouldn't you? Yeah. But the thing is, I think that's a problem. So, yes, to a degree, I am surprised he's made it a year. But no, to a degree, because, you know, he won. And that means, as we were discussing elsewhere in the podcast... A lot of people are fucking idiots and they want him to be in. So he has got legitimacy, even though anyone in their right mind can see that he shouldn't have legitimacy. I saw the other day that his approval figures um, had fallen to 39%. And I had always been led to believe that there was a hardcore of Republicans, which meant it was impossible to fall below 40%. 
Can I ask a question? Yes. In terms of, like, comparatively speaking, what does 39% mean? It's the lowest I've ever heard in my lifetime. Really? <laughs> Definitely. Okay. At yeah. the same time, it's still 39%. Yeah. What is like, wrong with those who people? Are, who are they? Yeah. And what can we do about them? Taylor. <laughs> Have you watched Ozark? They're the extras. No, it's um, that was mean towards people on Ozark. See, you're always insulting somebody a little bit too much. No, that's an incredibly low rating. And I also read that recently people were, were polled about how many think he should be impeached. And it was the highest number ever, which was 49%. And that's incredibly high to actually believe that your president should be impeached. I think that gives me the audacity of hope. Who are they polling, though? Because, you know, yeah. I live in my nice little social media bubble, and I'm actually someone who follows various people on Twitter because I want to be aware of what they're up to, not because I agree with them at all. Hannah and I have talked about this. Like, yeah. So I follow Donald J. Trump, mm. the real uh, real Trump or whatever he is, real twathead. And a few fake <laughs> ones just for balance. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're the ones talking more sense. <laughs> now, that's how I differentiate. Because you want to be aware of what they're doing. But even so, my social media bubble makes me feel comforted. And I genuinely think it is the hope that's going to kill me. And with that, a brief song. (laughs) (laughs) Forget your troubles, come on, get happy. I think part of the problem when you're looking at Trump and you're looking for reason to say that he's been terrible is there has literally been a ship blizzard of reasons. And it's like we're in the crystal maze. You can only catch (laughs) so many reasons. I mean, I used to write what the fuck just happened column, and I had to stop writing it because sometimes there were up to a dozen things a day that were worthy of criticism of anyone, let alone someone who was the president of America. But I think the perfect example of that, and it's probably my highlight of the Trump administration Can is we the nine... highlight at the moment well <laughs> i'm going to say highlight because it because it it did feel like a highlight because actually i don't think there was any substantial damage to the world done during this period was the 9 day reign of anthony scaramucci which was <laughs> Like that was a little bit of joy, it, wasn't it? It was. It was like you know, Taylor will know what sweeps are, which is in a, a technical term in American television. Apparently, data is taken of how many people are watching a show at a certain time mm-hmm. every year, and so shows tend to go a bit crazy and have guest stars and try and appeal to as many people as possible during sweeps week. Therefore, their show gets highly rated. Therefore, they can ask for more advertising or they're more likely to be kept and not cancelled in the next schedule. And he did feel like a character that turns up during (laughs) Sweeps Week because there was nothing about him that wasn't absolutely phenomenal. He was every Sopranos extra rolled into (laughs) one, male and female. He was just the most amazing character. But see, that little blip of joy only lasted... How long was it? I think it was nine Nine days. days. I'm pretty sure it's nine (laughs) days. And included the birth of his child and his divorce. Oh. In a nine-day period. It's a busy week, isn't it? It is, in anybody's book. Is it difficult as a comedian to write jokes about someone who is a piece of satire in themselves? Oh, of course. I'm. I, by the way, I'm glad you explained what you meant by sweep because I thought you meant a cervical sweep, and I was <laughs> like, "What does this have to do with scaramucci?" Sweeps week would sweep. Horrifying. Wow. Yeah, I just. I actually just watched um, Patton Oswalt's special on Netflix. I, I don't know if you've Patton seen Oswald. it. I love. I have. So his latest special, it's it's great because he talks about he gets really emotional towards the end and talks about losing his wife, and it's like it's powerful. It's great stuff. But he starts out 
with this routine about everybody going like, oh, it's such a gift to comedians. Trump, it's great. And I'm going to misquote him, um, but it's brilliant. He's like, no, as a comedian, it's like, hey, there's a dog over there and he's shitting in the corner. I'm going to make a joke about that. And then by the time you've turned... You know, the dog then has a hat on, and there are two other dogs, and they're all shitting in a circle. And it was just such a great observation of exactly what you said. Like, it is just rapid-fire nonsense. I mean, even just, like, reflecting today on what I was going to talk about, I'm like, oh, yeah, that happened, and you brought something up, and I said, oh, yeah, that. It's You cannot keep a shitstorm in your head like that. You can't keep track of it. And I think that's very strategic, you know? I mean, we know it's strategic. Because the Republicans have snuck some stuff through, right? Particularly if you are a woman or a person of colour. I think as well it's the, it, is, it has managed to shine a light on some of the worst aspects of the Republican Party, and by that I mean Paul Ryan, um, <laughs> who is just a cunt. There's, just, there's no two ways about it. That just the cowardice of a man who's so concerned that either A, he might lose his seat, or B, a woman might be able to get an abortion without having to listen to a sonogram, that he is prepared to prop up a regime, which is absolutely terrible. I think it's weird because it's almost... Um, oh, there, I think there was an article about this. It doesn't matter. Fake news. I'll just make it up. Yeah, it was The Atlantic. Let's say it was The Atlantic. <laughs> And it was just a piece about how we've all fallen for Trump's narcissism because, in a way, we collude with it because you can't help it. It's so powerful. I cannot watch. I cannot not watch him on Twitter. I cannot see what's next. Even if I think that he's trying to draw attention away from what I'm supposed to be looking at, it's like, wait, Puerto Rico, did we fix that? Oh, great. No, no, let's watch over here. And that's exactly what's happening. And in a way, we're sort of brainwashed to the way that he operates you know because you are waiting for the next thing aren't you yeah fascination with the abominable absolutely oh, i have a question because so i do sporty stuff and obviously all the nfl things that are going on at the moment and he's sort of like waging a war mm. on all of that on twitter and all of this bullshit we are all down on one knee at the moment oh, yeah. literally yeah. and i keep saying don't you have more important things to be doing than trolling Colin Kaepernick on, on Twitter, right? And everyone says, oh, but it's just a deflection. He's just deflecting. He's just a... Do you think he is that intelligent? Because I actually, I, I can't believe that he is intelligent enough or that people are stupid enough. Do you know, I, like, I, can't, I can't believe that's actually... I don't know how smart actually... you have to be to create a smokescreen, though, and to divert people from what they could be focusing on. And actually, I think that is just part of his core strategy to divide and conquer, you know, because he mm. knows that if he focuses on that, he gets everybody, you know, that little nasty 39% we just talked about, they get enraged and they say, look what's our very institution of football is being taken down by these black people who play it, you know? <laughs> it's actually a really... I know what you're saying because it feels so clever, but is it? Is it just part of him going like, "What? What can I say that can I that can rile up the racists?" Like in a way, it's just like. And also, you... like no one has got this. No one's IQ is as great as DJ's. Oh, IQ, I mean, that's right? he that's, also, but he also said that scary. about that's memory. <laughs> and then there's the classic. Amazing. There's that classic clip that of him saying, "I don't remember 35 times during a deposition." There is the idea that he has made an absolute. I mean, give him his due, he has made an absolute art form 
of saying things that aren't true with the confidence of a man who is saying something that is hey, true. Nobody respects women more, more than, than Donald I do. J. Trump. No one. Yeah. No one. No one. No Except one. if they are the widows of someone who's died Fuck during that the bitch. war. Yeah. Come on now. It's all relative. Yeah. That's one of my highlights is just because it's so ongoing. We are ruining Not the about, word highlight for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> no. And by highlight we mean <laughs> literally the, the, the bottom. Don't go in and ask for these at your hairdressers, guys. <laughs> What's interesting is this thing about how clever is he, how strategic is he, but how he cannot hide his true self, that he just can't. So the whole thing with Hillary, that he won this election but he cannot stand that he lost the popular vote mm-hmm. to a woman. So you will hear about it every chance he can get. And Fuck it's just bitch. amazing. It would be Those like, emails, though. <laughs> like, who does that? Like, it would be like Emma Stone after winning the Oscar for La La Land being like, crooked Meryl Streep, man. <laughs> she was nominated. What a bitch. Why yeah. is nobody talking about that? Because you won, Emma. Take the money and run. Yeah. I'm not actually angry with Emma Stone in case she's listening. She's a fine actress. And a <laughs> massive fan of the podcast. Certainly. Hello, Emma. You just can't let it go. He can't hide that part of himself. I mean, he's actually really fascinating because he is both utterly predictable and completely changeable. He is reasonably intelligent and thick as shit. He, he is a man of extreme contradictions. He's King Baby. What I said right at the start of him being elected was that as long as he was surrounded by people who knew what they were talking about and people who were prepared to say no to him, that it might not be as bad as, oh, wait a minute, he isn't. Alas. Yeah. I think what's interesting now is when you see the stuff that's coming out in in newspapers and it's all dismissed as fake news and almost everything that I've read has actually turned out to be true at some point down the line. Almost every rumour has turned out to be have a foundation in fact, is what you're seeing emerging now about the position of Jared Kushner, that you wonder at what point he will be thrown on the fire Oh, too. he is literally stood next to the bus yeah. waiting to be thrown under it. But he is but the, he's also the husband of... Oh, not, just, not just the son-in-law, the husband <clears throat> of his favourite daughter. Some would say his only daughter. <laughs> We think about you, Tiffany. It's all all right. Because when we, we were talking earlier, you look back at, at Melissa McCarthy's impersonation of Sean Spice. Oh, my God. That is the something the best like... thing to come out of that is, That's my highlight. That's like <laughs> yeah. ten months ago, and it feels like five years ago. It was ten months ago, wasn't it? Yep. Wow. Spicy needs a big boy now. <laughs> the gum. <laughs> so, so what else has been horrifying you in the last year, Taylor? Do you know what? I I tried to go in sort of order, and I was like, how did it feel from the very beginning? Um, It felt shit. (laughs) Okay, right, that's a a good plan. Did you think he was going to get elected? No. I really didn't think he was going to pull it off. I really, I I will never forget that night. Is that why you voted for him? Yeah. (laughs) In retrospect, that was a bad move. (laughs) Not wanting him in. Um, Oh, my gosh, that's like a quote from my brother. (laughs) Oh, no. Let's not go there. No, I remember I did a, um, I did like a comedy special in Bethnal Green, and it was, it was great. It was packed. It was election night. We had the coverage going on in the background. And talk about, I have to say it, because we just felt like this smug group. You know, you talk about the bubble. Like, there we were. And somebody on the panel even said, like, you know that liberal bubble? It's right here. And this could really go the wrong way. And we're like... (laughs) 
shut up. It's all going to be fine. But, you know, as the hours went on and that sinking mm. depression that hasn't left, it was just crazy. And I remember I drank too much and I slept like two hours and I woke up and I just thought, please let this be a nightmare. I really didn't think. I really didn't think. Say I get choked over, but I just didn't think it could happen. Um, I think when it really hit me, because obviously the, the election was really sad and then there's the cooling off period as you called it it was the image of Donald and Melania trying to dance like a normal couple at the inauguration instead of it looking like a serial killer with his human trafficking victim and it was just this like signal and contrasting that with the Obamas (laughs) dancing and how that had felt you know the first time he was elected and just it was just it was the beginning of a David Lynch film, wasn't it? You know, I didn't watch it. I I, I saw. The Have you never seen that footage? I've seen photos of them dancing together, oh, and it's wow. horrible to see. And stills. I saw like the beginning bit where they arrived, and Barack Obama and uh, Michelle Obama just the, the the classiness of them as they you know received them, you know, and then mm. the the bit where they walk past and and the camera just hand round to George W for a minute and you actually had this like whimsical kind of like oh he wasn't that bad though was George George W and George this week talked about who they voted for in that election interesting and George Senior voted for Hillary Clinton and George W didn't vote at all Wow, <coughs> the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was making us like the Bushes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm still like Bush Senior has way too much to do for me to ever be like, well, maybe there's a good guy in there. But isn't that fascinating? Yeah, it is. I, you I would really you would think that, think that a an ex Republican president would never vote Democrat. Yeah. I, ca- I can't imagine in which a woman. Absolutely. In any situation that I could imagine. It's kind of to make up for all that ass grabbing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, they just, you know, it just makes us women feel much more comfortable if you physically manhandle us in public. I find that unless a man has grabbed me by the ass, it's very hard to articulate how I'm feeling. So a big, a big, big heart bump to uh, George Bush Sr. there. Can I ask a question of you guys? Taylor and Hannah, I'm looking at you. Jen, you know quite a lot about American politics more than me as well, so chip in. Why have the Republicans stood by him? Because it feels like he's a liability Mm. to their party. Is it because they're being able to sneak stuff through, or is it because they're stubborn as fuck, or do is it because gun control and anti-abortion are such strong issues? Um, yeah, I think I think it's a it's a that about sums it up for me. Top, <laughs> yeah, I think. Oh my god, I, I knew more than I realised. I think Trump. certainly it's a combination of those things. Fundamentally, they will win them back. They cannot afford. Isn't the rule of thumb in politics too that you want to wait till the herd really moves, and you're still? It, Did you say moves or moves? Either one. <laughs> okay. it, works, it works either way. Okay. <laughs> I just sorry. Carry on. All those cows and voting with their moves. Um, so John McCain has been one of the most vocal um, opponents to Trump, but he's taken quite a hit for that. And I think it, until we really know what's going on, until these investigations sort of come through and the whole big Mueller reveal is complete, it seems ridiculous. But yeah, I think it's always about playing the next political game. It's kind yeah. of once I, you have one guy in, it's... Yeah. I kind of think, though, 
if you were playing like a canny long game, which politicians sadly never, ever are, but if you were playing a longer game, you'd be like, if we stood against him, if we did our best to oust him or get or, or whatever it is they have to do, they would earn a lot of respect and, you know, swing voters or whatever. Like, actually, you could potentially do politically quite well out of that situation, given how low his approval ratings are now. It's more of a risk, though, if you've got that solid core that are going yeah. to vote for whoever. It's, and that's still it's 39%. A risk. Well, well, let's not forget, when I was in America mm. this year, it was all about sessions, and it was all about sessions right up to the point that the guy who was running to be governor, senator in Montana, punched the Guardian journalist oh, Ben Jacobs God. in the yes. face. And still was elected. Yeah. I think we sometimes forget, in the same way when we were talking about Ireland mm. last week, you sometimes forget when you're talking about a country that is also a democracy, it speaks the same language as you, people are mostly white, etc., oh, etc., so et et yeah. that there are people out there yeah. in rural Montana and they they like a man's man they they because that's how they have lived that's how they that's how their grandparent 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 got over there in the first place and the word liberal is seen as like mm. a, almost like a dirty word like a mm. namby pamby like not a real man not a well, as i do like to remind people every week i <laughs> once cycled through the deep south yeah, quite. of america and uh, i at that time formed the opinion that you should not allow. You should not be allowed to be the ruler of a country unless you have cycled through its really <laughs> weird parts. Because I was just like, who even knows you're here? Who even knows these people are here? It was a weird experience. But Does the- that give you kind of a sense, though, of <laughs> just going to keep referring to the thirty-nine percent? Oh it's yeah, the election all over yeah. again. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just curious. I met this woman who had voted Democrat her entire life. She was from just outside Nashville. She helped me when I fell off my bike. And she was going to vote Republican. I mean, at that point, we didn't actually know Donald Trump was going to be the Republican candidate, but uh, it was before anyone had really started to take him seriously. But she said she was going to vote Republican because of Obamacare. Mm -hmm. And as as a British person hearing this, you're like, that is like the shittest reason I've ever heard mm. to switch political allegiance in my life. And then they started talking to me about how loads of people die in England because of the NHS, and I had to beg to differ. But um, ah, Fox News. Yeah, yeah. You do forget about that because the presentation that we see of the United States in this country, like I haven't cycled through the backwaters of England, so I don't mm. know. It would be exactly the same here. Yeah. There's, there's a, a UKIP shop. Similar. Yeah, yeah there is. There's <laughs> a UKIP shop in your hometown. Yeah, as we yeah. frequently refer um, to. Yeah. Okay, religion. How important is that in Trump's success? To me, very. Yeah. I'm hoping to convert all of you by the end of mm-hmm. this. Into what, Taylor? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm open to suggestions. That's such an interesting question, and I don't know if I have the answer to that, because I think he's the least religious president we've ever had one of the biggest Trump supporters I've ever come across is a woman I've never met and she's the mother of a friend that I used to do improv with in New York 
and she is a diehard Italian Catholic woman, super, super religious, and she just absolutely defends Trump at every turn, and I find it the most fascinating mm. thing because she just... Because he's not religious. Yeah, yeah this, is what, this is what fascinates is me. Is he outwardly a... religious? Does he say he's... Much like everything with Trump, it's a lie, because when he was Has asked... Has no one ever been as Christian as him ever? When <laughs> he, uh, he was asked about it in an interview... He asked what his favourite book was, and he said, apart from The Art of the Deal, it was the Bible. And then he was asked what his favourite passage was, and he refused to name it because it was too personal to him. <laughs> Which means, I don't fucking have one. I've never read the Bible, to my mind. Yeah, yeah, I haven't read the Bible. I couldn't tell you my favourite book. Oh, I've read the Bible. Yeah, I've read the Bible. Could you can't say I have one. It's, yeah. it's, it's not a cracking read, to no. be honest. Gospel according to Mark. We spent a lot of time on that in school. This was the other thing. We that... did a lot of drawing pictures. Yeah, we had to illustrate the Gospel according yeah. to Mark. On my first night, and this was actually in Cape Cod, on my first night in the US, the next day, I was in this really weird motel in Harwich, Massachusetts. That's where I started, because I'm from Harwich in Essex, and this dude... Um, was helping me put my bike back together. He worked and lived at the motel. He was like, a, it seemed nice, but a bit odd, a bit odd. He was like... Is your mother in the basement? <laughs> it was, it, I she did was. wonder. And he was sort of like, oh, yeah, sorry, I didn't come and help you fix your bike earlier. I was like, oh, it's all right, don't know. No worries. He's like, yeah, I was up really late last night reading. I was like, okay, yeah, sure, great, sure. What, what are you reading? He says, the Bible. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm scared. <laughs> But politicians have, and certainly presidents have traditionally been all singing, all praising Jesus. Even, in fact, gotta particularly be. Obama. Hallelujah. Yeah. They've got to be. Yeah. We I'd be more shocked if we Christian. elected an atheist president than any other combination you can think of. I can't think of. I, that would be shocking. Yeah. So he has to fake it. It astounds me is how many people. Go for it, because if that's your platform, if that's what's guiding, if we're going to talk about social conservatism, if that's what's guiding your beliefs, then how can you support this man who's mm. so clearly a heretic? I just, I don't get that. It seems to me that a lot of people said a lot of things would happen, and they have happened. One of which was, is if you put a racist in the White House, it empowers racists. And it seems pretty clear to me that that is something that has happened. Yeah, many fine people on both sides. Failure to condemn a terrorist act because it fell on that side, pandering to white supremacists. Yeah, that's actually, that's going on in my country. Yeah, it's outrageous, It's going on in our it? country as well, to be fair. Just to, just to get this straight, this isn't mm. a highlight, right, guys? No, <laughs> it's abso- not a absolutely not. No, I put this on my, I have kind of, kind of highlight list and then the horrible list but I think it also um, you know at the risk of throwing a tiny bit of no it's not even optimism it's just it's the first step (laughs) of awareness is I think a lot of people even well-meaning people have ignored the racial issues in the US Mm. for a long time I have to say even when I, I like go back to my like liberal university days and the stuff that I was learning in the classroom and you know, all well-intentioned, but I really didn't get the extent of it. I couldn't have. Mm. I just couldn't see it. It wasn't my life. And I think he's hes not this singular evil that's made this happen. It's all there, and it's really highlighted. Oh, yeah. The NFL thing 
And what's fascinating to me is well, the Confederacy is alive and well, isn't it? You know, mm, it's people's reaction yeah. to it. You know, a black person just isn't allowed to protest, even if it's a silent one. Yeah. Um, there's just so much inherent racism. Yeah. And the thing about that that I think is really interesting is that you're still very much viewing those people as a physical commodity. But don't you dare have a voice. Don't speak. Mm-hmm. You entertain me week in, week out. You are a physical commodity, but don't you dare have a voice. Mm. Yeah. And when they say sports isn't political, except we sing the national anthem at the end of it, so we kind of kick it off with, yeah, Yeah. sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I think what staggers me as well is how much he talks about race issues, um, and he doesn't seem to have even the most basic understanding of history. Which is let is, alone who's alive, yeah. Yeah, which is quite <laughs> Frederick Douglass should, you know, maybe say something. Oh no, wait. <laughs> no, I've heard more and more about him. He he's, seems to be I doing think some he's great, doing all right, he's he doing doing some great, great work. things. Yeah. It's just literally staggering that this that he doesn't even seem to have a team that brief him and say, Okay, Donald, <laughs> this is a little here's a little bit of his a back history into this. I mean he started a route with John Lewis, um, and for our readers in in the UK, I'm not talking about the shop. I'm talking about the senator, who I I, I fucking love John Lewis. How he's not just carried around on people's shoulders, yeah. like as he's an example of the greatest human the being America has. <laughs> and he, part of great Snoop Dogg. And he just the way he spoke to him seems to suggest that not that he doesn't respect John Lewis for what he, John Lewis has done in the past, but they actually has no idea what John Lewis has done. What what the bus boycotts were, who Martin Luther King was. He doesn't seem to have even the most basic understanding, certainly not of the Civil War. Mm. He doesn't seem to have any idea what the Civil War was about at all. And not enough of a care to just fill in the blanks and make sure that he doesn't reveal his ignorance in those situations, but he doesn't have to care. He doesn't have to care. Because anything that's said against Trump, he has... He's coined a catch-all phrase that means that the 39%, and that might get a little bit lower, but I don't think it's going to get much lower, are always just going to go, well, it's fake news. It's fake news. It's people trying to dismiss what he's saying. It's people trying to colour what he's saying and twist it. And because he's coined it and just repeated it, like his fucking catchphrase. Mm. Well, actually, it wasn't his, was it? No, it was Kellyanne Conjobs. No, no, fake news was originally designed to talk about the news that was circulating that got him elected. Yeah. And oh, he right, jumped like all the stuff on Facebook. Yeah, and yeah. he jumped on it and tried to sort of do a a hundred and eighty degree flip on it I and think say he's kind he's of been successful. Yeah. He's yeah. appropriate. Oh yeah, yeah, he really has. Yeah, Kellyanne Conway was the alternative facts. Mm. Alternative facts. Which is the best. But so this is all very yeah. depressing. Um <laughs> however, we are a quarter of the way towards another election. Does anyone in this room genuinely think that in three years' time we'll be talking about Donald Trump running again? I no. don't. I don't know that we'll talk about him running again, but I fear, and maybe it's because I'm worried that if I keep hoping that is going to be the thing that kills me, but I fear that he's he's in it for his term. He's going to do the full four years because this Russia stuff. I don't know. I just he just he is very good at making a bonfire out of people that he sees as disposable. And I think the Republicans are too invested to admit they've made a big boo-boo, which is possibly the most understated thing I've ever said. I made a big boo-boo, guys. <laughs> I don't think he'll want a second term, do you? Well, I don't, I don't think, personally, I don't think he'll want a second term because I don't think he, wa- he will want to lose. But I genuinely don't think he's going to make it through this term. 
think he will. Is this heart attack though? Because physically, well, yeah, I'm thinking. Dodgy. I'm thinking his age and and his health. So, I mean, there's all sorts of things that could happen, and I'm not wishing a stroke on anyone. But there you have it. Thank but God, I, nods don't. I also think there's some stuff. If I blink, with, yeah. <laughs> there's also stuff with the Russia probe. There's some things that. That, that may come out, that may not come out, but you still have to remember that this is a man who wants to make it look like all of his decisions were his decisions. So it could be that if it gets close to him, he steps back. But also, there are the midterms coming. And who knows what will happen in the next year that could lead the midterms to a state whereby Democrats are in a position where they could talk about impeaching him. We impeached a president... I keep saying, in my lifetime, like I'm the 80-year-old here, in my lifetime. Also, I said that he had the lowest approval rating of any president in my lifetime. I'm not sure that's true. I'm going to look that up later. Clinton might have been lower when the scandal was going on. Oh, really? Speaking of Clinton, but I don't know. Um, I just don't know these things sometimes without my computer on. But you're American! But we impeached Clinton for less. And I just keep holding on to that, and I hate to hold on to any Didn't impeach Clinton, did you? Mm-hmm. Impeachment doesn't mean that they're ousted from office. So oh, he was it means actually impeached, right? but he, yeah, stayed in. Nixon was impeached, but actually resigned. Resigned, yeah. So when you go back to those events, you have to think that all the things that have happened, obstruction of justice, of whoever, whatever else has gone on, whatever collusion there is, I hate to hold on the hope because I never thought I'd see him get into office, but I agree with Hannah. I don't think... I just can't see him making it through the whole term. It's the worrying thing I was reading about. Obviously, there's a lot of scandal around social media and the fake news aspect and the fact that they were running ads on Facebook and Twitter and Google that were paid for in rubles, and then they're all going, well, we didn't know they were Russian, and you're like... Really, guys? Really? And they are going to get away with it because they bring too much money in. It's an economic thing. And mm. they're also like, Mark Zuckerberg didn't even turn up to be questioned. They have the right to not even, you know, mm. go and answer questions. And it just feels if that's at that level, and mm. sure, that's a lot to do with economy and money and, like, rich and power and blah, blah, blah. But Trump, I just... It's that worrying thing of he's got away with so much. Yeah. It just makes me think he's just going to keep getting away with it. Well, I mean... If we were to apply logic, he wouldn't be here. Well, the world does does seem to have taken a, a funny turn in recent years. You know, a, a few years ago, a paper I was working on did a piece where we interviewed... I didn't interview him, but the paper ran it. A piece from uh, an academic who said that trauma in the world always fell in the second decade of a century, that that was when the most social upheaval came... And he was talking about, you know, Waterloo, yeah. the Great War, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, yeah. And this was in about, I don't know, 2005, we did this piece. And we were like, yeah, fucking hell, did you not notice September the 11th? You fucking loser. And now I look and I think, Jesus, like, mm-hmm. perhaps there is something bonkers that happens. Because mm-hmm. it's not just America, it's not just us, look at Spain. Like, just we are in a funny period. There is a, 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 a process that is happening. And... I don't think it's possible to look at America without looking with a wider context than than it just it being something that it that is unique to America. I think there's 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 instability absolutely mm. everywhere in the world at the moment. But I do think that it's interesting going back to history. Probably the most exciting thing that happened to me this year is John Dean favorited a tweet of mine. 
um, John Dean being Richard Nixon's PR guy who actually went to prison for what he did. And when you see people like Dean and when you see people like Woodward and Bernstein and what they are saying from what they knew within the Nixon administration to what they can see that's happening with the Trump administration and they can see parallels, it gives me confidence that history mm. suggests this cannot go on. I it like cannot. that that's making you smile. It is that, please, please <laughs> yeah. let this happen. Can I ask a question? that I asked you earlier, but I want to ask it again because I think it's a good one. I love Damn that it. you raise your hand every time. Otherwise, we will not call on you. <laughs> it's okay. It's because we all, otherwise we all just go... Mm. Such Jen's a trying to get, she's trying to get a badge. <laughs> um, a Girl Scout badge. I am a real interrupter and I'm sorry. Can America come out of this stronger? Is this a case of what doesn't kill you makes you stronger? I think what Jen's trying to ask is, can we make America crip again? <laughs> That's exactly what I'm trying to ask. <laughs> and also, would you rather America crypt again? <laughs> I think this is an annoying response, but as you think as I'm just answering your question with a question, it depends what you mean by strong. Do you think Because that... I think the empire has long fallen, and I think this is the tail end of it, and it depends if we can accept... Do you think that shining a, that's interesting. shining a light on things like racism, sexism, mm-hmm. blah, 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 is this something that, is this the moment of change? You, you see, what Taylor just said fascinates yeah. me because what has always fascinated me about America and when people say America has no history, et cetera, et cetera, it's I think bullshit. they're talking out of their yeah. asses. America is quite possibly the most interesting social experiment that has ever happened. Yeah. And I wonder when that social experiment is is going to come to an end. This is the new world order, isn't it? Like, you guys, you're kind of done. Yeah. We're kind of done. Like, what? Who's next? I assume you mean because America's... forward in a nation where you don't have this illusion of the American dream. And then you talk about the people that are disenfranchised, that are angry, who went for this, who believed an outsider was the anti-elitist. And people talk about cities here being in trouble... America has a city that fell. Detroit just mm, went. Yeah. It's it's staggering. The Painting idea that that could now. happen here is an actual collapse is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That America is considered united is crazy. Just the the geography of it, the amount of space and differences and people it takes in. How long was that supposed to last? Where you have people making decisions it's in like a place Europe. that loads of people haven't even gone near and will never go near mm. a little go near a little bit yeah like europe in that whole like it's, it's so the, you know disparate. The side, it, it's a continent but europe was supposed to be inhabited i mean jesus california was man wasn't supposed to live in california yeah. if man was supposed to live there there'd be a fucking water supply and there's not and they're going deeper and deeper underground to find it that is an environmental disaster waiting to and happen. And they're all stealing mm. water from each other, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they stole a... Back in 18-something, they stole a river. Yeah. I applaud that kind of <laughs> like innovation, though. We haven't even talked about guns. There's no greater marker of our uh, kind of oh, individualism, mm. our paranoia, yeah. and our belief in the sort of my right mm. to defend what's mine. Um, I mean, in the most... Because if there was a moment for change... Mm. with guns that was Obama and that's surely that was then Yeah, this is not going to happen under Mm. a Trump administration but that's that's ridiculous as well I mean if you look at I watched a documentary about the Black Panthers 
And there was a point at which the Black Panthers in the 70s are wandering around California armed. Mm -hmm. California changes its law on gun ownership because it doesn't want black people to be armed in the street. And yet now people say, oh, it's the... It's written in the Constitution, and you're like, oh, so it's okay for white people yeah. like to carry guns, but the minute that the that white people were threatened by black people carrying guns, they'd, oh, no, let's... Yeah, very good point. We need to wrap it up, guys. Alrighty. If you can't end on guns, what can you end on? Taylor, it's been absolutely fascinating. We will get you in uh, for our impeachment coverage. Yay! <laughs> let's hope so. <laughs> when I say imp, you say peach. <laughs> <laughs> Standard issue for all women.